Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. The big game is back, and you know what that means. We get to bet on what color Gatorade will dunk the winning coach. Now, each of the last two years, the Bucks and the Rams have gone for blue. Three of the last four years, blue has been the winning color, and yet blue comes in as the second largest favorite this year at plus 390. At plus 200, you can get orange. At plus 400, you can get clear or watercolor. Yellow, green, slash lemon, lime, also at plus 400. Red is sitting at plus 600, and purple comes in at plus 1,000. All of your big game bets are available at Bet Online Sportsbook, and you can use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Using the link in the description to this episode, Bet Online, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night, however and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you. For stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast, live on the Believe Podcast Network, except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. Welcome, 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 everybody. It is a fantabulous February 9th, according to my count. It may not be that according to your count, but we appreciate you stopping in. We had this whole wonderful podcast planned out where we were going to talk about the D'Angelo Russell trade for 20 minutes and then talk about the Philadelphia Eagles and the Super Bowl and all sorts of wonderful wild stuff. And then Kevin Durant got traded to the Phoenix Suns at 10 o'clock at night, West Coast time. Midnight Thursday morning, Central Standard Time, which is when myself and our friend Juju Talk Sports got together and decided to talk about this in real time. Four first-round picks, Michael Bridges, who's worth two first-round picks, Cam Johnson, a flip of TJ Warren and Jay Crowder, which at this point feels like kind of the same player, a ridiculous, wild, and wacky trade we're going to break it down all right now with our friend Juju Talk Sports. And before we do that, we have officially concluded the last dance of the Brooklyn Nets. And so we must play our Brooklyn Nets last dance theme song, which is just the Aaron Rodgers last dance theme song, but edited very poorly to sound like we're talking about the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving is so disgruntled with Green- the Brooklyn Nets that he has told some within the organization that he does not want to return to the team. And so we have a standoff here that nobody knows exactly where it's going. He is not making this about money. He wants out of there and he's telling you there is no amount of money. We want him back in the worst way. I know he knows that. And um, 
you know, we'll, we'll continue to work at it. The situation between the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant is not good as far as this weekend, as far as training camp. We will see. There's been one message consistently coming out of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Camp. And, and that's, I don't want to be here. Yay, awesome. Okay. Cool. And then. That way I don't have to turn on the microphones and do 15 more minutes after this. Fair enough. Wow, (laughs) guys. You know, we just literally finished the recording session and then boom, Woj bomb. When people talk about Woj bombs, this is exactly what they mean because I was not expecting this one. The New York Post literally four hours ago reported that the Brooklyn Nets had no intention to trade one Kevin Durant. But here we are after midnight here on a Thursday morning. <laughs> How you doing, man? Ah, I'm doing great. It's a wonderful Thursday morning. It's still Friday. It's still Wednesday night on the West Coast, at least. So it's still Wednesday night where I am. Yeah, the time zone's funny how that works. But regardless of what time zone you're in, uh, well, I guess for Kevin Durant, he's going to have to switch from that Eastern time zone to whatever Arizona's on. I, I guess Pacific time, they give up on daylight savings times. They don't run it. So. Pacific, but sometimes mountain. But sometimes mountain. Uh, either way, he's got to get used to that adjustment. Uh, he's now a Phoenix Sun. I mean, we talked about this Phoenix still getting done in the offseason, but here we are uh, as, you know, the clock strikes midnight again on February 9th that he is now officially with them at, uh, after an offseason of Fire Nash, after Ka- Kyrie Irving just got traded to Dallas. Here's Kevin Durant. Like, what was your first impressions when you saw this breaking news? <laughs> My favorite part was in a, one of the group chats. Well, first of all, I had a, a two missed phone calls from you and from another person I know. And uh, then there was a group chat that uh, began with, oh, shit, holy shit. Oh my gosh, what's the reaction? I'm like, huh, I wonder what happened. And it's like, oh yeah, Kevin Durant just got traded to Phoenix. Oh yeah, they gave up Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, four unprotected first round picks, a pick swap, Jay Crowder. I'm woo, I was not prepared for all of that to come in. My first impression was new owner came in and he's like, we are giving them an offer they cannot refuse. That's how we're doing this thing and we're doing it right. <laughs> Well, you mentioned the lack thereof of protections. If you're the Nets, I mean, that's fantastic because who knows how long this model of the Phoenix Suns is going to continue to last. You got a lot of aging veterans here when you talk about CP3 and Kevin Durant. So maybe you got about a two to three year window of awesomeness. Devin Booker still will be on this team, I assume, into the future as he is the franchise player for this Phoenix Suns team. Uh, But they can always tank really quick. So I, I like that the Nets at least got those unprotected picks moving forward because we've seen how these things tend to break down in the NBA. Uh, I know they also got a pick swap in there as well in, what, 2028 or mm-hmm. later? I don't even remember. But they, they got a lot of stuff coming back, including Mikhail Bridges, who's a fine player, certainly. It's Mikhail Bridges, feel sorry for you. <laughs> he had the obvious reaction. There's always the reaction of the players you have to – be on the other side of these superstar deals. They're just like, whoa, what's going on here? Um, and the Suns, they kept their core while adding Kevin Durant. This is the the best case scenario for them out of like what they could have ended up with. Now, I know they dealt with injuries throughout the season, but you instantly input Kevin Durant, who's 
also kind of banged up right now. That's if they're healthy, if they are healthy, which is something we've always said about the Brooklyn Nets, this team can win the Western Conference. Yeah, they just traded the equivalent of like nine to 10 first round picks worth of value in this deal. So you give up Bridges, who if you trade him by himself, he probably would have gone for two first round picks. Cam Johnson, who's worth a first round pick plus the four unprotected picks, obviously. Jay Crowder, who's just, you know, they they flip TJ Warren and Jay Crowder, which I don't think is that big of a difference. I mean, welcome back to Phoenix, TJ Warren. (laughs) Congratulations on making your way back there like six years and six teams after he was last with the Suns. And yeah. yeah. And DeAndre Aiden's still on this team too. So even he sticks around on this. So I know not a lot of the graphics designers have included him in the big three or big four talks, but I, I think you look at just the starting lineup alone. This is a champion, real championship contender. This is oh, for Phoenix that was drowning if out this season. And we talked about Phoenix. We wrote them off. We, we wrote them off coming into the year. They hung around. They've gone through some ups and downs this season, mostly downs with their injured stars. But it just feels like a shot of life into them. We, it, You know, when I look around the West, okay, we know what Memphis is. Um, Golden State went healthy, cool. But I don't know. If, if this Phoenix Suns team is healthy, I like them better than any of the other teams of the West. So my first impression is only Denver is the team I feel better about than Phoenix. That was my first impression when the trade came through. And the reason that's the case is because we know, the evidence is clear, we know that a team with Devin Booker as the best player is probably not good enough to win a championship. Now, granted, with Devin Booker and Chris Paul as kind of a 1A, 1B in 2021, they made it to the championship, and obviously a lot of circumstances were permitting, from the injury to Michael Porter Jr. for the Nuggets, the injury to LeBron and Anthony Davis, the injury to Kawhi Leonard that allowed them to make it through to the NBA champion. Obviously, a lot of circumstances permitting, and they got exposed once they got there by Giannis and the Bucks, So like it felt like last year when they lost that series to Dallas and we both talked about it, that window was closed. Like they, they're still going to be a good team. They're still going to make second rounds of the playoffs, uh, make the playoffs every year. But like that Chris Paul thing closed quickly. And if Devin Booker is going to be the best player on that team, you're going to lose to Denver. You're going to probably lose to Memphis. You're going to maybe lose to Golden State. I don't know, like Golden State's in a weird place. But now we're realizing like, you probably would have lost a first round series to Sacramento. (laughs) Shout out to the Kings for entering this game all of a sudden. So like, yeah, no, the infusion of Kevin Durant immediately makes them, uh, again, seeding regardless, I think only Denver is the team that I feel better about than Phoenix right now. Because if Kevin Durant is the best player on your team, you can still clearly win a championship, especially if the number two is Devin Booker, the number three is DeAndre Ayton, and the number four is Chris Paul. We talked about the new ownership and everything. I I feel as though for Kevin Durant, this is probably the best situation he could have ended up in. Out of all the teams that could have been vying for Kevin Durant's services, um, even more than Boston. And I know Boston would have been a good situation, but you you would have been also, in Boston's case, trading away Jalen Brown to acquire him. So you've been taking a hit there. Um, For Kevin Durant to end up there while also Phoenix gets to keep all their guys, um, it, it's really night and day him moving from Brooklyn over to Phoenix. Uh, Joe Sy, for him to sign off on this deal after they made the deal with Kyrie Irving, and we said that they didn't really get the best return for Kyrie Irving out of all the available trade packages. For him to get this package, those, I mean, 
I, I think you just had to press the reset button at a certain point with Brooklyn. Like, yeah, it was great having these star players on your team, but you weren't really going anywhere. You were just kind of like stuck on a treadmill with them. So might as well just blow it up, see what you can get. And I, I feel better about them at least making a move, a move like this than just dealing with the constant headaches that they were dealing with for the last three years. It's a tough game because we know Brooklyn's going to bottom out and Brooklyn doesn't have their draft picks. And that's the really tough part about this game is that now you are cont- you have a lot of draft picks. I mean, Brooklyn, at the end of this whole experiment, it's kind of wild. Brooklyn ended up with more draft picks at the end of this than they had at the beginning of this when everyone was like, oh my God, they gave up all their picks for Harden. They actually have more draft picks than before. The problem is they're just not their own. It's a weird amalgamation of uh, four draft yeah. picks from Phoenix, two from <laughs> the Sixers, one from the Mavericks, one from the Lakers. It's just, you know, it's a weird well, situation. If you're Sha- Sean Marks here, um, after... You get to Brooklyn, you turn things around following the disaster of a trade that happened in the early 2010s. You built up a nice little culture and then you sold your soul to the devil when you decided to pair the combination of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. They blew up whatever culture you had at that point. You fire Kenny Atkinson and that uh, little grit and grind kind of like hustle basketball that they had in that era just completely shifts towards the star focus. So now if you're Sean Marks, hey. You get a chance to rebuild and maybe refine whatever identity you had prior. Now you have to go out there and see and hope that the coaching search works out for you, or maybe you found something good here with your current coach. Um, we'll see what happens with Ben Simmons is the last guy standing in the building. Can he jump back up to being an all-star once again? It's funny know. that you mentioned that because I got to be honest with with the core that they have right now. And granted, like that this team might not be the same by the deadline tomorrow. There's so many pieces that can move. I got to be honest with the team they have presently right now. They're going to make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. And even if you had a full season, they probably would have made the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. I mean, you're looking at a team that has uh, Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Seth Curry, Spencer Dinwiddie and Nick Claxton in the starting lineup. And then you go to the bench and you've got. Dorian Finney-Smith, you've got Jay Crowder, you've got Royce O'Neal, you've got uh, Cam Thomas, who's dropped 40 points in three consecutive games, and you've got Ben Simmons. Like This team is 10 deep and would probably make the playoffs in the (laughs) East. Now, it felt inevitable that Kevin Durant was eventually not going to be a Brooklyn Net before this contract ended. I I think I'm just blown away that the Nets were really willing to do this before the deadline. It it seemed like they were ready just to... just lag to the finish line this rest of the season and then just reset in the offseason see what the best offer was on the table for Kevin Durant you know more flexibility um on Durant's contract for whoever is the team acquiring him that was a lot of the talk as we kind of thought about what Kevin Durant was uh moving forward for the Brooklyn Nets as an asset so it was a pr- surprise again that they were just so willing to just hit the reset switch here Again, early on a Thursday morning, but um, I guess it's the best case outcome for both teams, because if you were the Nets, it's not like you were ever going to win a championship with what was left. <laughs> if you're Kevin Durant, it's like, were, were you just going to waste your career for whatever remaining, whatever remaining years you had? And if you were the Phoenix Suns, were you just content with your run, your championship window being over, or were you just going to make a big move to make some potential magic happen out in the desert. Um, so I, I think it's a win, win, win. 
just our best case outcomes for all three parties here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you disagree, maybe, but I, no, that's how I, I feel. With you, with you through and through, like this Brook. Now, granted, it's a team that's probably going to lose in the first round or the play-in, but this this is a playoff team for Brooklyn. This is not a tanking team by any stretch of the imagination. So they don't walk away from this like, oh, we're blowing this up and we're going to the bottom, even though we don't have our picks. No, this is a good team still, even when you subtract Kevin Durant from the picture. What they have right now, and, and again, like I said, this might change by the deadline passing. They they should probably try and get some draft. Picks for those players they have on that team but like as presently constructed like this is this is a playoff team in the eastern conference and what phoenix gets from this is um jumping from middle of the pack to top of the pack and all it cost them was all of their future draft picks to make that work so this is the gamble you make right that the window was closing they were one of those desperate teams that was in on kyrie irving i thought they had the best trade package if the package was Chris Paul and Jay Crowder and second round picks for Kyrie. Like, I think that was probably a better package than what uh, was offered by the Dallas Mavericks. So that's an interesting dynamic. Them talking with the Brooklyn Nets about Kyrie must have shifted the conversation at some point to, well, is KD available? The fact they were able to have that dialogue in this past week before Kyrie got traded to the Mavericks probably opened the door a little bit for them to have the conversation about Kevin Durant. Absolutely. And there's another fun part to this story, which is, um, you know how there's uh, like uh, G League teams, the like developmental teams for every team. There's G League teams for 29 NBA teams. One team doesn't have a G League team. And it's the Phoenix Suns because the Phoenix Suns are like, bleep it. We don't care about developing players. We don't invest in draft prospect scouting. We don't invest in developing players. We actually, uh, this was Sarver back when he was the owner, has actually come out and said, we believe that we can find a competitive advantage by not investing resources in our scouting departments, which the reasoning behind that is that he was cheap as shit, but it was seen as a competitive advantage that they just don't scout young players. So ultimately their draft picks weren't all that valuable by their metric. And so giving them all up for Kevin Durant, granted they could have given it up for like Rudy Gobert and it wouldn't have been worth it, but giving it up for Kevin Durant does feel like it's going to be worth it. Now I'll say this just for big picture for Kevin Durant. Uh, I know he's got four years remaining on this contract. Correct. Do you think that Phoenix is the final destination for him? Or do you think that two years down the road, we're going to have a similar uh, disgruntlement? Well, he wanted to be in Phoenix over the summer when he requested the trade. It was either Phoenix or Miami, I believe, at the time. So not much has changed in terms of his interest in going to Phoenix. I think having not Robert Sarver as the owner has probably also helped in terms of just morale around the building in Phoenix. So... Man, altogether, I would say that Kevin Durant probably plays out the three years of his contract in Phoenix. After that, I mean, he'll be 35, 36. We'll see what happens after that. Maybe he uh, has a reuniting with the Warriors or Oklahoma City or something. But like, I think the next three years, we can be pretty confident that Kevin Durant's going to be with Phoenix. All right, guys. Well, shocking news. Shocking news. So much that we had to reorganize here and get reset. But how are you feeling about this? Uh, does Phoenix jump to the top of the pack? I'd like to hear your thoughts in the comment section. Leave a like in the leave a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. Follow us on our social medias. I'm Juju and Kyle. Stay safe, happy, and healthy. We will see you next time. Oh, all right. Bum, bum. I, I one thing I did realize you're like it's a win 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 for everyone. 
Michael Bridges, kind of the loser at the end of well, the day. Well, yeah. <laughs> For the ancillary pieces to a championship team, yeah, Mikel Bridges, um, poor guy. Um, but just because, yeah, because it's not like he's going to be leading a team in Brooklyn. It's not like He'll Ben be... Simmons is going to be leading a team in Brooklyn to a championship, you know? Well, not leading so. him to a championship, but I bet you they start to kind of build the... Again, let's wait and see till after the deadline passes who's still left, but... I mean, yeah, I, I guess, too, you know, you could get some... Use all those draft picks. They don't necessarily have to be draft picks. They could be players down the road. Yeah, so. no, I get that. The Well, that's the thing I'm saying. Like, this is a playoff team as it's presently constructed. Even if you build an offense around Ben Simmons, or if you build an offense of Ben Simmons with Seth Curry and Mikal Bridges and Cam Johnson and Nick Claxton, that's a playoff team in the East, or at least a play-in team in the East. Well, the first game series i'm looking forward to is mavericks versus suns now <laughs> given all i think the it's drama, like uh i think march 5th is when they play perfect given all the drama that was built up in their last year's playoff series and then you infuse kyrie irving versus kevin durant into it oh i didn't team. even think about that oh my god that's so sacramento please hold on to the three seeds so that we can get phoenix versus dallas in the first round please let that happen yeah i mean first round if not somewhere in second round just it needs to happen at some god. point so but good that yeah that's so even better than when people try to put philly versus brooklyn last year oh my god it's so great so great look man brooklyn who would be Brooklyn could still play Philly in the first round. That could be like a 6-3 first round matchup this year. Man, this and is hey, so interesting. What if we get, uh, actually, yeah, let's do this too. Let's have that matchup. At some point, let's get Warriors versus Grizzlies because, you know, we need to see that. That and could be a 7-2. Yeah. And then let's get a Warriors versus Suns matchup at some point in the playoffs. Okay, so here's what I'm hearing. So the best scenario would be Dallas gets the six phoenix gets the three the warriors get the seven grizzlies get the two so then that would be one seed nuggets because the nuggets are going to run away with the one seed against yeah i I would say the pelicans as the nuggets have to be like a sacrificial lamb at some point during this for all our scenarios to happen here well so here's the situation i'm thinking so the reason that would be the case is because if you have phoenix three um, what would did you want to say Warriors and Suns or you want to see Grizzlies and Suns? Well, I want to see the Warriors face the Grizzlies at some point because they oh. built that one up as a nice little rivalry. And then I think Warriors versus Suns needs to happen now because we need to see Kevin Durant versus Golden State at some point. So you could make playoffs. a super you could make a super bracket there where it's six versus three Mavericks Suns winner plays the winner of Grizzlies versus um, Grizzlies versus Warriors. And the winner of those two series could be Warriors Suns. It could be Grizzlies Suns. It could be Mavericks Grizzlies. It could be any combination of those. The flip side of that is that then you would leave Nuggets Pelicans and Clippers and Kings as your other side of the bracket. (laughs) One of those teams guaranteed to make the West finals, which Probably Nuggets, I would say. The Nuggets are still probably the best team in the West just because they were so far ahead of everyone else other other than the Grizzlies who have kind of teetered on the edge. But like the Nuggets are still probably the best team in the West just because I don't even I don't think even adding Kevin Durant would be. I mean, I guess I'm forgetting the Clippers here, right? They still 
Yeah, the Clippers still exist. Um, they might not, win a first round series, might not. Yeah, not as dynamic. I mean, I guess we could get there. There's not a storyline that I, I <laughs> that can would be so. That would be my favorite storyline. Is we're talking about Durant on the Suns. We've got Jokic and the the Nuggets. We've got the Grizzlies, the Warriors, the Mavericks, and then just one legged Kawhi shows up and just vanquishes everyone. That would be so perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be like a big. It would be a wet blanket. Or, or even better, Sacramento Kings come in and just wipe the floor with everyone, make a run to the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> oh, my God. I, do you know how great that would be with the Kyrie, Luka, Mavericks, the Suns, yeah. the Grizzlies, and just the Kings wipe the floor with everyone? <laughs> I'm so disappointed at Yaka Pertle. As far as Celtics go, I'm disappointed mm-hmm. Yaka Pertle. I saw he went to the back to the Raptors today, too. thought that yeah, was a trade they, that they were going to make happen. They got three draft picks and Kem Birch for him, which is mm-hmm. uh interesting, interesting move there. Toronto Toronto wanted Nick Claxton too, so I guess they weren't gonna wait out and see what happened with uh with the 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 Nets. I was I was kind of surprised that Toronto's a buyer at the deadline just because prior to this whole Brooklyn shit, they had the best stuff. They had Van Fleet, they had Siakam, they had Ananobi. I'm surprised well, they the, went for buy. Well, there was the talk that they would have also been interested in potentially trading for Kevin Durant at some point too, like in the mm-hmm. off season when we're trying to think of scenarios, dream teams, whatever. Yeah. For Kevin Durant. They're, they're still holding out the hope that Giannis leaves Milwaukee. <laughs> they're still holding out hope on that one. Get an international star across the border, I guess. Right. But- yeah. I think there's just a connection between Giannis and Masai Ujiri somewhere along the line. Gotcha. Um, all right, man. Well, unexpected recording. Um, 